cliffcentral.com Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com Hello there, all of you, and welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lizzo Gumba Regis for your host, and thank you for tuning in to our Fashion Lab once again. Now, on today's show, we're continuing our conversation around fashion and media because some of these conversations are never really complete in one sitting. Now, on last week's show, we caught up with Amakaonia and Kanye Shabalala of Afro Style Magazine. We shared some of our thoughts around the current situation of fashion and media, what they're doing at Afro Style where we see the future of this topic in Africa and beyond. And today, here we go again with another special guest um, to continue and kind of wind down on this conversation. Now, before we plug in our special guests, we're also joined by our New York partner, Edgy Benson, who runs NU New York, a fashion services company based in New York that sources services to fashion designers and fashion houses uh, across the globe. Welcome to the show, Edgy. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> and what are you wearing and who made your clothes? All right. I am wearing a diesel skinny, of course. <laughs> Edgy, I already said to you, and for those who are listening, I've said to Edgy to tell us what he's wearing on the top. Because I know we know that since... I mean, Diesel needs to, like, literally lock up a deal for you. But, I mean, since it's been two years, Edgy wears Diesel jeans every day. So, so Edgy, what because are you wearing on top and on the shoes? I mean, footwear and top only, please. <laughs> it's like... Okay, I have, I, have, I have on a pair of Bali suede boots, Chelsea boots, and a shawl collar uh, cardigan from... Oh, God, who made it? It's definitely not Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay, Edgy, I'm going to just leave you alone to think about what you're wearing in the meantime. But um, for those who are tuned in, Edgy is definitely wearing diesel jeans on the bottom. But welcome to the show, Edgy. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are now also Thank joined you, by uh, our fashion expert designer and product developer at Barrio Batista, uh, which is our lovely Madame Francisca Marzilli herself, who is also contributing um, to Fashion Lab Africa. She shares her insights with us, uh, especially with a specific focus from the European fashion market uh, side of things. Welcome to the show, Francisca. Hello, Liz. Hello. How are you? Did you hear me laughing before? <laughs> yes. I hear you laughing. I heard you. Yes, I hear you About laughing. Yes, but I'm happy to hear from you who you're wearing and who made your clothes. At least you might remember that. <laughs> well, today I still have a lot of stardust in my shoulders from the, the Golden Globes Awards Gala. So I don't need uh, anything special to be bright and shiny today. <laughs> so what are you? I have uh, mm-hmm. I have a t-shirt and uh, a black t-shirt, <laughs> black uh, uh, skinny trousers, and uh-huh. uh, sandals. <laughs> You guys are feeling very relaxed today. Well, thank you so yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Uh now for those who are tuned in again, Francisca will also be sharing with us some of her insights around the 2017 Golden Globe Awards with a specific focus on fashion and media and kind of what went down. Now, just a quick reminder to you again, uh, my favorite segment of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So feel free to share with us your who's, your why's. It could be a good reason. It could be a bad reason. But we want to try to share good things uh, 
lately. So let's try to say, let's try to share who we want to address with a, a positive sort of uh, twist to it. Edgy, Francisca, I hope you're listening, especially Edgy. Mm. Now, keep your tweets coming. We're at Fashion Lab AF on uh, Instagram. We are Fashion Lab Africa uh, on Facebook and Fashion Lab Africa on Instagram. Sorry, we are Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. And share with us your thoughts around this topic on this part two series of this interesting conversation. Now, allow me to introduce and welcome our special guest today. We are joined by founder and creative director of Canoe Magazine, which is inspired to celebrate Africa's evolving culture and lifestyle and to also correct the image of Africa, predict growing trends and portray positively the continent and its people. Now, Canoe is a result of, I think, just the whole thing, and he's going to be talking to us, is a result, is, result is a conservative, sexy template uh, heralding the rebirth of Afro-cool. Canoe seeks to guide the black diamonds and pearls, which they call your Afro-bourgeois. Excusez-moi. Anyway, allow me to welcome <laughs> Kweku Ansa to the show. And this is verbatim. I'm just also quoting them. Allow me to welcome Kweku Ansa to the show uh, to dissect the conversation around fashion and media in the new Africa. And I'm hoping he will sail as a way and just allow us to explore and understand what's really going on in Africa uh, from this uh, conversation. Welcome to the show, Kweku. Thank you very much, Liz. Was that I a hope good? I can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that a good introduction before we start? Like, would you save it? Can I save it and send it to you? Maybe. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> what you said about is actually very old. Um, that was our old practice. But um, right now, we're trying to focus on business and education. Yeah, but you know, uh, um, yeah, but you know, quick before I ask you what you're wearing, because you're really getting into the deep waters very quick. You should ask someone. But listen, <laughs> before you tell me about the old intro, I just basically want to say that we ask, we have to be responsible, you know. And being a responsible African citizen also means that you update your staff. There's nothing like old. If that is what we find about you and you don't send me what's going on with Canoe right now, Baba, you are little, eh? I tell you. But welcome to the show. I am very late. I am very, I'm disappointingly late. I, you're just exposing all my weaknesses. We will accept that. But you know, Kweku, we love Africa. Africa loves you. We are doing things. We are moving. We are shaking. So it's okay for us to have these conversations. But before we go further, what are you wearing and who made your clothes today? I am wearing a very old Nike t-shirt. Why are you um, old things? Why is everything old? um, Because I normally wear a black t-shirt like the last speaker. But just today, I found this very old T-shirt that I love so much, and I just had to put it on. <laughs> it's a part of you already. <laughs> you know, it's a part of you. <laughs> I'm happy already. So you know, um, it's very interesting. I feel like we have some really big characters in the house today, but it's very good. We're going to continue this conversation and just get straight to, um, you know, straight to the talk. Uh, but thank you for joining us, Kweku, and congratulations on what you're doing with Canoe. I think as long as we keep the information updated, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Now, 
Um, I want to just, yes. <laughs> Edgy, don't worry. Kweku is, is, he's cool and he understands the current situation here. But, um, Kweku, I just want us to go straight into what you're doing with Canoe. And, uh, I know that you, based on our few conversations, and even though we are the show that dissects the business behind fashion in Africa, that you guys have actually, or are looking to push Canoe beyond just fashion and lifestyle. Um, can we just talk about what role you think Canoe is fulfilling within the fashion market space, especially here on the continent? Well, um, right now, across the world, people are talking about sustainability. I think we should um, also bring that into fashion. Um, sustainability in fashion is what we can make over here, what suits our temperate and weather conditions, and how we should dress. Um, there's a cultural aspect of Africa which dictates what people wear. It's not been contemporized for a long time. And then there is um, more an institutional side of fashion where people wear uniforms to work, which are mostly dictated by um, Western industry. I think um, it is time we had a look at all of these bits, how we dress, so that we can look the part and um, I'm lost for words. No, go on. I think you're on the right path. I, 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 I just think we need to um, take a look at how we dress. Sometimes you go to a bank and there are people in big coats and suits <laughs> and I, I'm in, I'm in Ghana, West Africa. <laughs> so hot over there, and I don't know how they survive. When the lights go off, um, it's very hot, and they're sweating and they're dying. And if they have a look at these things properly, they can dress um, and achieve more. Because if you're not clothed properly, a little you can deliver. Or when I see. Uh, a doctor in a white coat. I I get a little convinced that they know what they're about. Just depends on how well the doctor is dressed. And that's the same way with our fetish priest and everything that we call culture. We need to contemporize it with some reason so that we dress to uh, suit the profession, to suit the time and need, the temperate zone and whatnot. Wow. Um, Edgy and Francisca, as I'm laughing in my stomach hearts, <laughs> because um, we've started on a very interesting topic. Uh, it is still around yeah. what we are talking about. And obviously, I feel like with Kweku being an authority, especially in the media space, uh, when it comes to fashion and beyond, he, he, he has a right. We have a right to continue this conversation from where he's actually said it. So what I, what's your... What, what is your two cents or what's your feedback, um, Francisca and Edgy, before I go into, <laughs> come back to Kweku? Well, as for me, first of all, I have to tell you I'm wearing a rag and bone shawl cardigan. Now I remember the name. <laughs> and uh, regarding, regarding uh, the, the, the conversation with Kweku, I mean, I do understand what he's saying from, you know, like dressing uh, from a temperate, uh, like to to match the culture, match the weather, all of that. But, you know, fashion, though, it's 
fashion sometimes is about breaking out of out of this out of these norms, you know. So yeah, the people in the bank they have to dress a certain way because that's that's more like an industry culture. But how we can contemporize that to be African? I you know I mean that's 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 the challenge for African designers and and, and it's a challenge for African media to portray it in the way that um, just for African media and African designers to work together to portray that. But you know, um, it, I think as much as we want to respect the culture where we live, we also have to respect in industry culture. I think we have to find an optimal yeah. point there to, to, to be at. And fashion has to be able to serve both. And the media... <laughs> in Sorry. Even if the people are sweating and dying, like Kweku said, his concern is that they're not even working. They're actually... They're dying in their suits. <laughs> Francis- no, they can make lighter-weight suits. Francisca, could you just share your thoughts because mm-hmm. I want to come back with that to, to Kweku because I feel like, again, we're talking about media and obviously there's also a role that media can play in some of these um, conversations and challenges we're having in the heat. Yeah. Well, it's a very complex uh, topic, uh, the, 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 the link between the fashion and the uh, place of works and the roles in the work place. Um, I would say I, I agree with the, with the AG that uh, uh, when, uh, when you are in, involved in a system, in a work system, you need to, to be, I don't, I would not say conformist, but uh, uh, you have to be integrated in that. You don't have to be too much uh, different. Mm. So even suffering a bit, uh, I would encourage to be a bit, uh, to be uh, yourself, but uh, uh, always uh, uh, into into the the system, into the the dress code of uh, of the working place. Um, yeah. In this sense, I could say that uh, um, um, for the climates, for the for the different climates uh, that we have, especially from warm climates, um, uh, being connected very very strongly with uh, with the the the, the industry of uh, textiles, I could say that, uh, uh, for instance, um, Azenia or uh, Albini developed uh, um, a different uh, uh, different technologies. Uh, for the in finishings uh, in textiles, mm-hmm. so so we have, uh, for instance, um, a, sh- a shirting a textile that uh, if you if you sweat doesn't uh, doesn't keep the uh, the the seams. It's, it's breathable. It's yeah, breathable. Like, like it's breathable, but if uh, if if uh, again if it's still it's not wet, it looks not wet. Mm-hmm. It, it dries uh, very quickly and stays uh, perfectly ironed, uh, like uh, like uh, never uh, you you never sweated. So uh, yeah. th- that's uh, an interesting development uh, de- development in this sense uh, from the industry of fashion. You, Fabric. You, yeah, you, fashion. You, yeah, you know, um, I want to come back to Kweku and I want us to all to try, try to stay within this conversation, Kweku. So to be honest, so my it's very complex. Yes. So I'm not, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think that's where Kweku, as an African media person, that's has a role to play. Their technologies yes. in Africa, are yes. in, in fashion, in fabrics, just uh, 
They have to write about these things so that designers can pick them up. Yes, but I think uh, before, quickly, quick, we'll come back to you just now. I think also uh, the, Africa is, is very diverse. And also there's a lot that we can control, even through media, and then there's a lot that we just really cannot control. For example, the sort of wearing suits to the bank, maybe they're probably navy blue, brown, or black. What are the colors normally? I don't know. That's something that's been happening for like for 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 life, you know. Like I mean, since we were born, that's what people wear to the bank. Yes, no. Do, do you find people yeah. wearing kitenge ensembles here going to the bank? It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. So I feel like there's certain there's certain habits uh, and cultures that we can change, and then there's things that we just can change. So we need to focus on. The things that we can actually change. But can we get mm. back? Can we go back to Kweku? Kweku, what do you want to do with this situation? Because obviously it's very painful to you. As Kanu, you are a media company. Kweku is bleeding. <laughs> with regards to industry, if, if the costume would be industry specific, um, I think everything must be created. When, when someone is looking for something to wear, they're looking for comfort. They're probably um, looking at, to be radiant at the last choice, but everybody wants to come dressed properly. <laughs> now, comfortable yeah. clothing um, must consider the climatic condition, um, whether it's going to rain, whether the sun is going to be too hot, and the conditions in which you can provide your best. Um, providing your best may actually require you to do some thinking. And sometimes, um, if you're not dressed properly, you're too conscious about how uncomfortable you are, <laughs> but yet having to present yourself in that way, you will forget um, or you would lose the plot. I think the focus must be on intelligence. Um, how do I present myself without um, trivializing my industry? How, how do we look at it? If, if we talk about it, there's, there's so much solution. There's Egyptian cotton. There is um, cotton grows easily on the continent. We don't have to import much. Uh, back in the day, I did some research on um, kente weaving. Before they brought the yarns from Europe, we used to um, grow the cotton and even use hemp for certain clothes and sales of canoes and all of that. I think we need to revisit some of the um, more traditionally sound um, garments and then create the industry that can produce that. And we would... Because a good doctor in um, uncomfortable clothes um, can't perform his best. I'm sorry. You know what, though, Liz, I have, yeah. a, I have, a, I think, I think this Kweku actually has a solution for this problem. He thinks we have. <laughs> his, his, his media is very powerful. I think that's why we wanted to talk another week about media. You know, mm -hmm. so media runs the circle in fashion. Media is so powerful. Yeah. So. I want to throw something back at Kweku. If you, if you, why do you think Kenu's Kenu, role is is in this consciousness that you have as an African, as a, as, a, as an African media fashion media player? And this is I how you feel. Educated. 
I would love to educate. I'd like to get the conversation going so that um, a few years ago I had um, an uncle who, I don't know if you've heard of Kofi Angsa. He started mm-hmm. something called Sustainable Fashion, using the mud cloth um, and trying to industrialize its production. Now, um, I didn't get it at the time he started but I wish I'd listened to him some more because he's dead now and he left without um, giving us notice. What he was, what he thought about was we spend so much importing what we can do locally, yeah. but unless we understand what we need, we will not put our resources in the right way. Definitely some sort of ingenuity will come through the um, production, the industries that create the fabrics that suit us, that clothe our kids to school and all of that. But that conversation must start now. What we will do in Canoe is to educate and to direct people. We're actually building a platform so people can start making suggestions into how we can grow. We're starting from the university and tertiary levels. Okay, okay, so go go for it. Go ahead. I don't know when. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, This this uh, would be could be an input, an interesting input uh, to give to the also to the um, European market because we have warm climates too. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, we have, uh, today in Lisbon there are uh, 30 degrees. And, uh, mm-hmm. during the summer in, in Rome, in Italy, or uh, in Spain, 40, 45. So, uh, this uh, could be, uh, a challenge, of course, to develop something local and exportable, but also, uh, to, to open a new play, a new, a new kind of input uh, to the to the European market. Also, I, I think yes. I think it's really just a media issue because I think this problem, this issue that is talking about, this issue, fashion has taken care of it a long time ago. In mm-hmm. terms of the industry, has lots of Africa is basically African fabrics by nature are not heavy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't think we have this is a this is a problem. It's, I think if I think it's a question of how can you can shape a discussion, you know, mm-hmm. um, by saying, you know, let's promote promote some some light fitted clothing, you know, find a way to, to 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 promote this story and say, you know, this is a kind of consciousness that I. But again, this is a, this is this is this is fashion media, you know, you know, create the conversation, you know, challenge the consciousness, and. Um, you know, like like uh, Francesca was saying, if if it's a viable consciousness, I'm sure it will educate everybody in fashion. But um, it's about your role too. Yeah, I think uh, Edgy and all of us, and Francesca and uh, and Kwaku. First, let's just understand that the information we are sharing right now sounds brilliant, and it, it's not news to the African. Um, uh, space because we know what we do. We know the resources we have. Uh, we know what we are capable of doing. We've been doing, it's been happening for years, for centuries, for, for it's been happening for life. Um, I think, you know, can we, you, you know, pushing this as an agenda, um, if they want, 
is is great, but I think that this agenda is pushed in so many ways. I feel like it's like eating pap or it's like it's like taking a walk because it's no longer it's no longer a matter of 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 information being shared. I mean, people know what what we have. People know what we are doing. Africa mm-hmm. knows what Africa mm-hmm. has and what Africa is capable of. It's just mm-hmm. that uh, is Africa interested? Because conversations are great, the agenda is great to push. Right. Are they actually right. interested? Because it's right. not that they don't know. This is no longer information sharing. This is maybe more of just finding who 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 is actually interested. Finding interested stakeholders within the fashion value chain and well, saying, "Look, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a little idea." Um, Ghana spends. Um, I can't remember the figure, but I was so surprised when I heard. On we most of our public school systems, the kids wear a creamish top and a khaki pair of shorts, bottoms. Um, the ladies wear a slightly more ochre colored um, dress. Now, we spend millions, millions of dollars every single year to import these fabrics. Now, most of these cottons come from Africa. They go out and then they come back in. Now, um, if you think from a financial point of view, we have so many wealthy people that can invest in the industry to provide this uniform for our kids because that's the next generation. When we start creating industry to create fabrics, then we would we would find out so much more for all the other industries just by starting from school uniforms because um you, you can get something for the um firemen for everything just from school uniforms so it's the industry now the world is changing we're very um we're able to talk through the ether because people have harnessed the power when th- this conversation has already begun, I don't think it's just um, Canoe's role. What we have to do is to direct people and let them see how viable it is when they um, invest in industry that is not common for Africans. Africans hardly ever... Um, venture into risky type businesses. But I think producing fabric is not so um, risky. It's that we now have so much data and research, how much people buy, um, how it's used, how it's turned. If we can put a team of people together to create this industry it becomes very sustainable. And that's why I started talking about sustainability. We, we need to start developing um, from scratch. All the information is available, sometimes free, online, to get these mills that will whip up the cotton, linen, or all other types of fabrics needed for anything else. It's available. It's just a matter of... Um, getting the right people interested. So what we will do is try and start a conversation and invite people and tell them the promise 
of investing in our future. You know. Um, quick, I just want to say something. So it's it sounds so easy, these things, but it's not very easy. Now I want to just touch on something quick. There is a project I started called Rekabisha. I uh, got into like about maybe four or five years ago, and Rekabisha was in Swahili means change or to rehabilitate, or to restore. And Rekabisha was crucial for me at that time because I wanted to become 100% sustainable as a fashion brand using only 100% organic uh, textile. Just I wanted to really position myself in a certain way. So I thought, what do we do? So obviously I reached out to my dad who has a, a few islands and said, can I run uh, some test projects <laughs> in some land? He's like, yeah, in the Lake Victoria. I said, great. And then I reached out to find out how do I set up uh, sort of, first of all, where is the organic cotton growing? For example, in Kenya, I visited a few places. I wanted to find out about the hemp. I did my research on hemp. I ended up settling. I'll just give you an example for hemp alone. And we're going to probably have to find a way to bring Hemporium and a couple of these people back on the show when we really talk sustainability. But Hemporium is the biggest hemp supplier here in South Africa. And they don't even grow their hemp. Can you imagine that? But we're in Africa. They import most of their hemp. So what I'm trying to say in this is I want you to realize that when I had a plan and I tried to start it, because of there's so many challenges, I just thought, you know what? Let me just buy cotton and let me just move on. It doesn't mean I, I don't care. It just means that this thing is so big that you can't just get onto it alone. So I agree on the power of um, collaboration. I agree on you know, big stakeholders getting into this thing as a unit. Um, but at the same time, it's shocking and amazing that most of our Egyptian cotton that grows in this continent is actually out for export. Not, it's not, we are not using mm-hmm. it here. And then you've got sad realities like the fact that, you know, when I wanted to, um, start growing organic cotton in my dad's land, that I was told I had to go through certain bodies that govern what they call 100% organic. And I'm thinking the damn things, everything's going to be organic, but you have to pay, gosh, I can't remember the number. We're going to share this information later on. For those who are tuned in, it's a very intense process and you really need like some serious, you need to have, get into this thing in a group and in a, in a strong, heavy group. Money, no, money day. Okay. So money has, has to be there. Otherwise, if money, no day, Please just go back. It's not going to work. And then besides that, it's also just being able to influence some of these laws that govern what they would then consider 100% organic so that you have that stamp on your product. But my thing is the go- the law that governs that is based in the U.S. So I'm like, anyway, so they, it's too, this thing is too big. So I think let's go back to Liz. other conversations. <laughs> let's go eat maize. Liz, <laughs> yes. I think you, you struck you struck on two two very important points that reroute us back to our media conversation. First, you said uh, collaborations, and then you said influence. You know, all of those things are things that fashion media can create. Let's say I'm I'm here in the U.S. Right? I'm interested in having a. I've never even heard that I could grow hemp in in Kenya, for instance. But if if fashion media in Africa can highlight all of these things. Someone in, in New York can pick it up and say, oh, wow, you know? So, Kweku, going back to you, it's, it's one thing to think about these things and have all these great ideas and consciousness, but you have a media platform, right? You need to, have, to use that media platform to speak this language, to, to talk to, 
to, to, to harp on it so that people, like-minded people, will catch it on. And they can, they can collaborate with Africans and do these things. But without media doing these things, you know, it's, it's just it's so difficult. Right now, you and I are having this conversation. We don't know how many people are listening. But this is how media plays a role in, in, in creating these influences and enhancing these collaborations that we, that, that we want. So it all boils down to why we have this conversation on media. What can you do with Kenu? to create these conditions that you want to create, you know? It's a, it's a complicated mission. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a complex you, mission. You, you know what I want <clears throat> to do? I want to just divert a bit and go back to Kweku with uh, what Kanu is doing now. Now, one of the things I know, how, how old is Kanu today? Whoa. Um, Years, like 10, 4? <clears throat> <laughs> We're about eight years old, but we, we closed Canoe down because we're trying to go digital, and so we changed the name, we've rebranded, we're now Oat Canoe. Now, um, when we started off as a lifestyle magazine, um, we were sponsored through advertising, and the market has kind of changed since. Um, we've moved away from lifestyle so that... Um, Life, lifestyle or the Afrobuji, as you said earlier on, becomes an aesthetic. We're now focused on business and education. So for, for something like what we're talking about now, we'll talk about the business of um, the fashion industry and the education, the right education to acquire, where to get it from, how to streamline our futures so we can be sustainable. So, um, so for me, my question to you is, cause obviously, I mean, you've answered a bit of it because one of the things is how do you still, are you, how, how do you still stay commercially viable and relevant as a media platform for Africa and beyond in a day like today where everything is up on social media and there's like everyone is media today? So that was from one. July 1st, we have Africa switched on. It's, you can log on to www.africaswitchedon.com. It is created by Canoe. African Switched On is going to literally pull experts from all over the world, from Russia, from the States, from um, Zimbabwe, from wherever, who will contribute on particular subjects so that we can get a better continent. We want to just create a forum where people are not meeting because they want to make new friends. But because they want to get, they want to make business or they want to learn something. Their business are new focus. I, from, from June, from July 1st, this forum will be active and touching the stuff. Sorry, sorry so, so, whoever's on the road, it's, it's very s- s- noisy on there, on one of your ends. Sorry, because I'm in class with my, my niece, that's why. <laughs> God, the things that happen behind the scenes. I, yeah, I probably <laughs> have to. Behind the fashion Sorry, lab, Africa guys. scenes. <laughs> um, so, Kweku, I want to... So, you really are focusing more on education and business. You feel like that's where the consumer is lacking and that's where you could actually leverage um, or elevate more. I, I, I think with the, the way the world is changing... There's new information. If we can harness this information, um, 
through different education platforms. We can develop. We can, without the education, we'll be stuck in the old days. Without information, without creativity, and the best way to to use our efforts going forward. I believe that um, education is key. Good business is key, and how to the the internet uh, gives us a forum where we can cross over long geographical miles to talk about stuff like we're doing now and get things done. So this is um, we're trying to harness the ether to get these conversations and these industries um, more developed. Things are things have changed, but we're not changing. And we want to be part of that change, or we want to create a platform where we can recognize this change. What does fashion, African fashion, mean to Otkanu? Um, intelligent uh, dressing. I'm I'm a very some I I have suits, but I I don't I hardly go to. I don't wear suits anymore because I, I've become very simple in my approach to life. Maybe some denims, um, some sandals, a t-shirt or some trainers. And I can go anywhere. My, I try to focus more on the work, my presentation and how people judge me sometimes. Um, I like the results because they normally underestimate me. Uh, who's this guy in a black t-shirt and jeans? <laughs> then I start to present my work and then they realize that, oh, he's actually informed. And he's it a, it's a work. challenging game. <laughs> he, he's prepared to work as a team. I, I am much a team player. And I think um, if I can encourage this, there are smarter, 100 times smarter people than me. They'll come on board, and we can have a better continent. I'm optimistic. Francisca, um, where do you, you know, you're obviously in this conversation too, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, what do you feel the power, what is, you know, when you look at in comparison to our conversations around media and the power of it here, would you feel that Ooh. maybe in Africa, media is not playing the big role that it should be playing and the way that it should be playing it? Uh, is it a bit different in the European market? Because obviously media is so big, but yet for some reason we can sit here in Africa and just like... And Africa too. And people just ignore... Like, Africa I mean, it would be the biggest thing and people just just move on, like nothing's happened. So then you wonder if media even has a role in this world, in this other world of ours here. Well, um, from the, the small knowledge I have of the African continent, a few places, really, uh, I have the feeling that uh, um, media are very, very efficient and very present to a, a part of the people. But there is another part that doesn't have uh, media at all. So uh, it's like uh, if uh, it moves in different uh, with different speeds. 
I, I think that uh, the, the the knowledge of uh, of media and uh, all the all the things that uh, grow with them are just affordable to uh, a part of people. Yeah. I have this feeling, but it's just a, a small feeling because I, I I don't know so well the African context. Africa is a continent. There is a, it's a complex uh, it's very uh, topic. Complex. <laughs> very complex. I, I, yes, I feel this. Yes, uh-huh. Afri- yeah. Africa is very complex. Um, but yeah. Yes, but uh, you know, um, uh, where do you see Kweku? Where do you see the future of African fashion? We've had this conversation about a year ago. I'm asking you the same question again. Um, I think we're going to just take a quick break uh, and just be right back. Thank you for joining us again. We apologize for that glitch. And this is uh, the Fashion Lab uh, show. This is where we dissect the business behind fashion in Africa. And today we've been plugging in uh, Kweku Ansa, uh, who is the creative director behind Haute Canoe. And we've also been talking to Edgy Benson. And we are also talking to Francisca Marzili. Now, thank you guys for just plugging back in for the few minutes that we have. I want to just move uh, to Francisca. And uh, Francisca, you yeah. obviously had the Golden Globe Awards. And uh, as we are talking about media and the power of fashion in media and how uh, these two uh, play a yin and yang sort of role, what uh, yeah. what is your feedback or what is your two cents around what just went down? You were there live and uh, we'd just love to get some insights from you based on the fashion situation, the media, and also just the role that media played uh, during that, especially fashion media at the awards. Fashion media played a role, uh, a fundamental role in the, what's in and what's out and uh, what uh, is the bestseller and that it was, uh, it was totally out of the market. Then I could say that uh, it's, a, it's a, an imprescindible uh, link. It's an individable link. Um, especially, especially in this, in this, uh, in, in this events, in this kind of, of events. Uh, we had uh, the, the Golden Globes in Lisbon, but we are uh, still running, we have uh, still running the, the Festival de Cannes of the cinema, uh, of the cinema, <laughs> uh, in Cannes. And, um, everybody is interested in the, the red carpet and the colors and, uh, uh the best uh, hairdresses, the best uh, maquillage, uh, who knows who, who met who, and, uh, if there were, uh, nightmares or, or jeans or uh, new, new connections. Um, I think that, uh, media's role is, um, increasingly important. It's, uh, it's, it's necessary. It's necessary to uh, support the fashion industry. Well, uh, this is why this is why I was telling uh, before uh, to the to the uh, Kwaku that uh, um, his role in this process of uh, turning an African way to produce, an African way to uh, develop new uh, new uh, traditional, but new for us that don't know. Don't, we from Europe, for instance, don't know these kind of things. 
uh, these traditions, uh, he, he, would, he, he would play, uh, he would play a, a fundamental role in the diffusion of this kind of uh, new sustainable market. Quick, are you here? I think with, it's Quick yes. was very quiet. Yeah, yeah. What is? Um, yeah, what is your feedback uh, with that? Because I mean, it's thrown back to you again. Um, before we go to who would you want to address and why, I think I just want to get your parting thoughts around this whole conversation today. Because we can talk and talk, and we will continue talking. And I don't know where we're going to end, but I know that we will find a solution one day soon. But what are your sort of parting thoughts around this conversation? And uh, and then we'll come to Francisca and wrap up. I think right now we're following blindly. I mean, one of the um, most um, influential pieces with regards to media are our music videos. You see somebody at 12 o'clock when the sun is hot wearing a hood in West Africa. I don't know how that applies. Or someone jogging in converse in their videos. People take this literally and they copy. Um, they don't know that the person wearing the hood is probably it's coming cold. from a cold temperate <laughs> zone. And um, so that the media is not just um, the, like the news media of information. It's everything with regards to how we present ourselves in our videos, our musical videos and everything. We need to um, dress to inspire, dress. And there's a way we can, it, it has to be created. Right now, it, last week I was driving my kids to school and they were asking me about music videos. And I was saying, when I grew up, I used to watch um, Michael Jackson. He inspired some of us. He actually created movies. So I went online and showed them some of the movies this guy did. The way they dressed, the way they danced, the way they styled, these things were done by professionals. Right now, because of technology, there's hardly any creativity in it. You just have um, a well-endowed man or woman, and then they're shaking up their bits, dressed um, with something. You you can't educate people this way. We're tooting down the wrong lane. I think um, the media role is bigger than just um, in for, uh, formal media. So, so Kweku, so, so are you saying that we have lost our individuality or we are shy, we have, or we are not... You feel like it's a copy-paste... We developed our individuality. I don't think we've developed it. Um, we hang on to... Um, what looks Everybody good or what trends. Okay. We, we are in a very trending um, ecosystem now so, so that it's not informed. Sorry, there's a plane passing by. I'm outdoors. Okay. <laughs> At least you're polite enough to say, hi, guys, the bus is coming, the cows are coming. Let us know when the cows I'm are so coming to... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, you know, uh, Kweku, this conversation has been really great and it's been great having you. I think uh, the best thing to do is to um, share with our listeners how they can connect with Otkanu uh, or with yourself, website, anything, and uh, we will continue the rest of this offline. Oh, wonderful. They they don't just have to connect. They can contribute with um, <laughs> stories that will inspire the African to take advantage and to realize our power. 
They can go to www.oldcanoe.com or info at oldcanoe.com. I will read half of these emails myself. And that's what we do. We want to take information from around and share it with the rest of the world so that what makes sense, what is good, what is sustainable, oh, what is visionary, we will share. We will share freely. Thank you very much, Kweku. I'm laughing because you, <laughs> you're basically saying, listen, don't, <laughs> don't look for me. Contribute. <laughs> and here are the links. I love it. It's called being an African citizen. I was on another show just the other day and I said that if you are sitting around with your African passport talking about you're an African citizen, it will be revoked from you because it's time to be responsible. Everybody needs to be responsible in this continent. Those are the new rules. (laughs) Francisca, (laughs) thank you so much for your contribution um, as well. Um, How can uh, our listeners connect with you as well? (laughs) With me, uh, going to the the, the site uh, uh, www.francescamarzilli.com or uh, connecting with me in, in the Instagram uh, with um, Franz Marzilli name Franz con Z Z di Zara Marzilli and uh, on the on the Instagram or toward Fashion Lab Africa also yes thank you very much um, for your contribution now guys before we go we've got this last minute of who would you want to dress and why so given the opportunity we're going to start with uh Francisca, and then yes. So, who would you want to dress today? <clears throat> well, <laughs> today I I'll be a bit uh, a bit bitter. <laughs> I would like to dress not a woman, but a kind of woman. In the red carpet, I saw you a lot. <laughs> uh, that kind of uh, um, of a woman that still wear nude looks. Uh, to to astonish and to be noted, and I would like to show them how to be sexy and amazing, uh, also well dressed. Mm, very nice. Not, not naked, not half naked. <laughs> Thank you. And Kwaku, who would you want to dress and why today, given the opportunity? Oh, I would like to replace the banker's coat <laughs> with um, <laughs> nice. Um, linen t-shirt great (laughs) (laughs) gosh guys I'm really like I've laughed my stomach literally hurts today um, I would want to dress my mom because she's very stylish and uh, she's growing older as we are all growing older and uh, there's just things she says I still she just says I don't wear that and I'm like mom you you cannot not wear that like try it so I think for me what I want to do is try her on everything she says she does not wear because she doesn't even try it she just says I don't wear red I don't wear that finished so there's no conversation Mm -hmm. beyond but anyway uh, that's who I would want to dress today for those of you who are tuned in uh, this is the Fashion Lab Africa. We hold it down here every Thursday, 2 to 3 Central African time. And like Kweku said, we would love you to connect with us and contribute. Share with us your stories. Share with us your thoughts other than just, hi, how, how are you doing, you know? But um, thank you so much for joining us, Francisca. Thank you, Kweku, for joining us. Good thank luck you. with Otkanu. Good luck with everything. And until next week, it is peace and love. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com